When it comes to protecting your business from fire, Bay Alarm brings the best, like industry-leading fire protection systems. With professional design, installation, and 24-7 monitoring, it's one more way fire has met its match. Bay Alarm puts the pro in fire protection. Go to bayalarm.com slash knbrfire for a special offer to all new business customers. Now, more than ever, Bay Alarm. ACO 28CCL 880138. Ladies and gentlemen, the sports leader welcomes you to Murph and Max Power Hour. Power! That is all power. It's no commercials, no BS, no f- around. Starting with Dwayne Kuyper. Yes, yes, and yes. Followed by today's top six, 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 top six sports stories. And capped off with a cooler of content. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. It's exactly what you want and everything you need. So grab your coffee. Who wants coffee? <laughs> pound your juice. This is some good juice. Because Murph and Max Power Hour begins. Fight, fight, fight the power. Now, now. Giants baseball. Giants baseball. Giants fans. We all know it's rough out there these days, so to smooth it all out. Out of here, and the Giants take the lead. Here's everyone's favorite two-bagger number 18's Wayne Kuyper. We're going to get through this, Kipe. Let's do it. (laughs) Sponsored by your Northern California Honda dealers at NorCalHondaDealers.com. On KNBR 104.5 and 680, the sports leader. It's funny, in the open, it says everyone's favorite two-bagger, Dwayne Kuyper. Well, Farhan's got a favorite, and it's the position two, the catcher. That's my <laughs> tortured way of saying good morning to Dwayne Kuyper on the UMA guest line. Kuyper, welcome to NC State catcher Patrick Bailey, and then six more kids today. We got baseball, Dwayne. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, it was, uh, look, you know, I- I, I want to see the Giants pick first because then I can move on and start doing some other stuff. You got to wait twelve <laughs> rounds, right? Yeah. And uh, so you keep it in the background, and you have a little bit of a well. You have you know who's taken, so you know you you start thinking about all these young guys that you've been reading about, and uh, you know what? Where is that going to leave the Giants? And uh, I just you know the the mock draft thing kills me. And, uh, and I, I'm addicted. Uh, you know, football mock drafts, you know, these mock drafts, if, if something splashes up on Twitter or all these different I, – I ch- mock drafts, I can see what's going on. And then in the end, you're tricked. Yeah. yeah. Because nobody's right. No, Dwayne, yeah. I saw <laughs> a, uh, yeah, a, a kid sent out a I mean, screenshot. They're going to be right like... on the first one or the yeah. second one or the third. But after that, nobody's right. Right. They're not. <laughs> Yeah. Dwayne, I saw a screenshot a baseball writer sent out. It might have been that kid Kylie McDaniel who we had on, who was on the TV. And it was like Baseball America, ESPN, MLB, all these analysts. So it was like 10 different mock drafts, and he had them shaded for the right, who got them right. The best guy got four right out of 32. That was the best guy. All right? Everybody got number one. Some people, that was it. They got number one, and that was it, guy. <laughs> the rest, next 31 were wrong. <laughs> I don't know about this job security. If 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 the if you're if part of your job is getting this mock draft thing and getting it right, oh, the guys are in trouble. Oh gosh, weather forecasters no, are looking fantastic. Kuiper no credit, he's been able to hang in there for about fifty years now. Uh, but 
But anyway, uh, you know, what I, when they took a catcher, was I surprised? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Joey Bart. But if you look back at the history of Farhan, and uh, and all you have to do is eat Giants-Dodger games and see how many different guys on that Dodger team now can play other positions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I don't think there's any doubt that that Farhan, um, you know, in, in his mind, he wants to see athletic guys that are willing to move around. Oh, you know, with Michael Holmes and Farhan, what they said afterward, you know, it, it makes a ton of sense. Uh, maybe the DH is coming. Maybe with an extra player on the roster, you know, you can carry three catchers uh, if that happens, you know, two years down the road. Uh, so, uh, so I thought, you know, if that is who they had as the best player available, then good for them. Didn't matter what position he played. Grab him and, uh, and then deal with all that talent a couple of years from now. It's, it's, you know, it's just a wealth of talent. Yeah, you want players for sure. Absolutely. And, and in terms of um, where he uh, slotted that, that kid, Bailey, Patrick Bailey, the, the Giants took, every one of those mock drafts I told you, the 10 drafts, every one of them had him somewhere between 12 and 17. So it wasn't any kind of crazy reach in terms of the quote-unquote experts. Not that they care what the experts say. but So, I mean, this guy is a, a proven player. A lot of people had him as a top 15 type of kid. So... It's funny, somebody pointed out, a texter pointed out, so if you study um, Farhan, he went back to 2016 when the Dodgers had Yasmani Grandal uh, pumping out home runs at catcher at age 27. They went and drafted Will Smith, the catcher, uh, in the first right. round. And, and so there's a little history there. Um, yeah. Dwayne, the I think couple also, things, Murph, yeah. that I, I think if you read all these different things that all the experts say about, I mean, the kid was rated the number one college catcher. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. uh, and uh, you know that's that's you're saying something because there's some terrific college programs out there. And, well, he uh, was, the fact uh, yeah. that he lived really close to where you know Michael Holmes lived for a long time, and he watched his kid grow up. So that, hey, that was an interesting all in all, angle, Dwayne. That day. that they weren't able to fly around the country and see games as much because there were no games, so they actually had to fall back a little bit on what they knew, and and they right. knew this Bailey kid since high school. Right, and I think high school programs got fifteen games in or seventeen games in. Yes, everything was cut down. And you know that's not enough. But I guess what you hope is is that the work you did prior to that uh, is something that you could fall back on. But I will say this: yesterday was a big day. Today is way more important than yesterday, mm-hmm. just because of the number of draft picks that you have today. And uh, and now the the real work of those scouts, you know, that's going to come today because, uh, you know, these are the guys that fill out your organization. And we're, we're talking about second, third, fourth, fifth rounders. I mean, mm-hmm. we got guys in the 20th round that have become terrific big leaguers. So these rounds and these next pick for everybody is uh, – is absolutely huge. I'm, I'll be watching today with more interest than I did yesterday, just because of the volume of drafts that they have. No, no question, and it's an age-old story for us in the sports media world: is that we, 
obsess over the first round. And it's important, Nick Bosa to the it Niners. Is. But you know what else is important to the 49ers? Debo Samuel was important to the 49ers. Dre Greenlaw yeah. was important to the 49ers, you know? I mean, the Niners got a ton of players in those later rounds. And then there you go, look around the Giants. Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford. These were all non-first-round guys who, who wind up being right. huge players in the in the system. So, uh, absolutely, I mean, Dwayne, you're right. The, Six today, Dwayne. About Six. The first round is you just don't want a swing and miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, know, yeah you, right. you, you, want, you want to be absolutely sure that this guy you're taking in the first round is going to be a quality big leaguer for, you know, five to ten years. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's they're littered with guys that didn't get past a ball. So you can't have a swing and a miss. And that's basically what organizations are striving for is to get somebody that is, a, that is an absolute sure thing that they're going to help your organization for a long time. And in fact, if you just want to have some fun, go down and just look at first round draft picks through the years. They don't, as you just said, they don't all work out, man, by a long shot. They have by a long they shot. Don't. They don't. Um, Dwayne, it's a little bit, a couple things that were interesting off of this pick, um, is that when, when everybody was like, after we got over the shock, we were, and, and of course, you know, Farhan and Michael Holmes had planned this out, so they weren't shocked, but two things. One is that this seems to speak to a DH in the National League, and this was brought up on TV last night, and it sure seems like this pick means that Farhan thinks or knows that the DH is coming to the National League. Did you, did you roll that around your brain? Well, I mean, I think when he said that, uh, it makes you think that uh, there's reason to believe that even though there's a lot of people against it, uh, there may be too many people that are for it. And, you know, and I don't like it, but, you know, my, my opinion doesn't matter. Uh, the heads of all these people making these decisions. And, you know, what I think, the, you know, look, I think the, the union – likes it because, you know, it means older guys are going to play longer and the older guys are going to be the guys making more money. Uh, so I think the union probably likes it. But there's a whole bunch of players that don't. But, you know, they're probably not going to have a, a, a large say in this. So it's probably coming. Uh, you know, I, it might, even 10 years ago, it might have been inevitable that it's coming. Uh, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to like it. It means that we're going to tolerate it and just, you know, move forward. So there's nothing that you and I can do about it other than bitch. Right. Well, yeah. we can do that. Isn't that, are we, are we allowed to bitch? A little bit. I think we're right? doing it right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other thing they mentioned was the possibility of an automatic strike zone and how maybe that might, I don't know, lessen the need for a defensive catcher like Bailey. But, of course, he does so much more than just frame pitches. You know, it's the arm, it's the calling of the game, it's the blocking of balls, all that stuff. But um, that was another one kicked around, Dwayne, where I was like, wait, what? They're going to the automatic strike zone? What, what if, you know, Yeah, what do you I don't, you know what, Murph, I don't hear that as much as I do about the DH. Uh, and, you know, Mike and I have had these discussions about, the automatic strike zone on the air. Mm-hmm. And uh, it always comes up where we've got a really bad home plate umpire. It comes up for me mm-hmm. because, you know, it's it's just an example, and it's not really fair, but it's just an example of when you have someone behind the plate that's, that's horrible, 
the, my first thought is, is, well, there's an example of why we need an automatic strike zone. And it's, it is unfair because five games prior to that, all the home plate umpires have been terrific. You know, they miss a call here, they miss a call there. But, you know, that, that's going to happen. But then there's those times where you go, this is ridiculous. We can't have this. And I think that, that really falls on Major League Baseball more than it does, you know, having an automatic strike zone. If that guy's bad, get him out. Come on. I mean, this, right. this is right. a league where you, you have to be good. You're a big leaguer. Get yeah. him out. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and you know, you just you can't, you can't do it. Uh, there are too many rules that won't allow you to do that. So, anyway, I, I, I don't think I would be in favor of the strike zone, having a computer call me out at home plate. But, uh, but if you don't start cleaning up guys that aren't good behind the plate, then it's going to come. Yeah, uh, you know, Mike seems to think that averages would plummet. Uh, you know, I seem to think that players would adjust to it and eventually figure it out because if they start calling the high fastball, it means you have to swing at the high fastball. That's a that's a belt high strike, and uh, and right now the way hitters are have been taught to lift. You get a little bit of an uppercut. Well, that uppercut only works for pitches that are done around the knees. That uppercut doesn't do snot pitches that are thrown at 95 at the letters. It's not. Because that uppercut doesn't work. So uh, so that's Mike's point. Wow. You know, hitters are going to really have to make an adjustment and start swinging at that pitch that's, that the computer is going to say is a strike. And uh, for – the last 20 years, it hasn't been a strike. Uh, it was a strike a lot of times when I played. But for whatever reason, as the years went on, the strike zone started to lower and lower and lower. And uh, in a lot of ways, I, I don't think it's fair to, to pitchers as to how low they've made that strike zone right now. Yeah, yeah it's very much so. Well, that a well, long one to answer? To, no, to but I like, no, it. I like it. We're talking ball, baby. Yeah. We're talking ball. Uh, I like it. And, and the other thing, just kind of as I continue to mull over this Bailey pick, and I'm intrigued, you know. By the way, he says, did you hear uh, on a lighter note, Kite, that when he does connect, the ball goes very, very far, and they called him Patty Barrels down in NC State. Patty Barrels. Yeah. It's a good name. <laughs> That's one for your files there. Barrels. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll see how long he puts the bat. Right. Did you guys see the bat flip video? <laughs> I did. Yeah. I did see oh, that. Oh, my God. Some guys in Korea are sending him DMs, telling him they uh, they like him. Oh, stop! Um, <laughs> but uh, but I started to think about the idea of Joey Bart at first base. Um, that sounds like that sounds like a, a reasonable way to look at this. If Bailey pans out, of course, you know I'm assuming. But I don't know, Dwayne. Is that you know, that's a guy? It's funny we talk about catchers. They don't want to move. Like Buster doesn't want to move. You know, Joey Bart probably is very proud of his catching. He called games in Georgia Tech. But I'm just thinking, does that does that sound like something where if it all works out, Bart starts you know playing a little first base for the Giants, get that bat in there? Well, you asked two things: one about Bart playing first, and then you said play first a little. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, but suppose he played first a little. Right, that's true. Right. So, I mean, I think the answer is yes. I think the answer is yes to a little. I don't think it's a yes to a lot. Okay. Uh, and uh, and that's when the you know the DH thing comes in. So uh, I mean, can you imagine the amount of times 
Buster Posey would have played if there was a DH. I mean, he'd he'd have probably an extra 400 at bats in his career if wow. if there was a DH in the National League, because his day off would have been walk up the home plate four times. There's your day off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, get off your feet, sit in the dugout, and uh, and have some fun. So uh, so anyway. Yeah, I, th- I think first base. I mean, I think, you know, Patrick Bailey should pr- probably grab a glove and take some ground balls there. Uh, you know, be be versatile. Move yeah. around a little bit. Yeah. And uh, my only – I always laugh at Mike because my only problem is is when they move some big, some big guy that doesn't look like he belongs in the infield, when they move him to second. It's like, what? <laughs> You make it look like anybody can play that position. <laughs> who did that recently, uh, Dad? Um, somebody. Who was it? There was a giant out of second a, a, on a on a Sunday night ESPN game. He did. Pablo yeah. started at second base. Yeah. Yeah. You know, look, it was Pablo. I thought it was great, right? <laughs> but even when Max Muncy plays second, it's like, come on, the guy's a catcher, first baseman. He just, it's like, geez, and yeah. he he does fine at second base. Uh, yeah. But that was not how my position was defined when I was playing it. And uh, over the years, if you're versatile enough and if you can swing the bat, then they're going to find a spot for you. Yeah, the demise of the of the defensive spe- of like a, a guy playing one position. You just like, yeah, Dwayne Kuyper, second baseman. Did you ever have to? I don't have your pro football your pro baseball card in front of me here. Did you play any shortstop or third at any point? Well, first, before I answer that, it's it's more the demise of the skinny guy, Murph. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. The demise the of the skinny guy. guy. So, you and Mark Belanger, right? Uh, the, the, yeah, Blade, the demise of the skinny guy. You, Johnny yeah, LeMaster, and Mark LeMaster, Belanger. totally, Bones, yeah. I got you I here, Kai. You played uh, first base five games in 76. Uh, you DH'd uh, three games, it appears. Uh, but that's it. You, you played first, also one game for the Giants. Kipe, you played six games at first, according to this. That's it. I played. Uh, uh, I think it was. Oh, might have been 1976. Uh, I think Boog Powell got hurt, and Frank wanted a DH, and I was swinging the bat pretty good. I mean, look, I wasn't hitting the ball out of the park, but. Uh, but he said, "You know what? I'll grab a glove and play first. I said, "I don't have one." He said, "Well, use mine." And it was a horrible first baseman. I should have gone out there and played first with my my uh, my second baseman's glove. But the thing that was odd for me is standing at second base for all those years. And if there's a ground ball hit to someone other than you, you kind of move towards the where the ball is hit. Mm-hmm. In other words, if if you're at second and there's a ground ball to short, you kind of move in that direction. Well, I was doing that at first. Well, yeah, you got to go cover the bag. That's your job. So it was completely, I mean, I was in piece of water over at first. And, uh, you know, look, after a while, you figure it out. And, and uh, you know, the, the other thing is holding runners on where, you know, if you're playing at second, you never have to worry about a pitcher throwing the ball to you. But now you're at first, you're holding a runner on. You better keep it high on the pitcher. Because if he throws him over there, you're going to get hit right in the head. Absolutely, yes. So it was it was a little bit, you know. Look, you can figure it out after a while, but uh, but I didn't like it at all because the cutoffs are different. 
I remember I I was a cutoff man on a play at the plate, and I thought the runner was going to score, so I cut it off. And I got in the dugout, and Frank's like, what are you doing? I go, Frank, look, you put me there, all right? <laughs> so, you know, just back off, all right? Yeah. Put me there. Yeah, that's uh, so right. a good. It's a good answer. That's a great answer. I'm only I out there because you put me there. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say that. Yeah, I'm gonna say that to any time. Uh, you know, the program director says, "Why'd you do this or that in the show?" Like, you, you put, put me, me on here? the air. Yeah. yeah, it's your fault. You put me there. <laughs> you told me to do the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's God. great. That's great. All right. Well, there it is. Welcome. I had, I had yeah. One game at first with the Giants. I think it was the last game of the season. In uh, in 1984, and I I I, I was I, th- I was hitting 199. How about that? Okay. It was yeah. It was either 83, or 84. I'm not sure. So I got one more bat because he, he had me at first. And this is I'm I'm gonna live the off season on the interstate, or I'm gonna get off the interstate. Mm. And you know what the interstate is, right? You're hitting I-99. Yes. Interstate 99. Yes. So I hit a high chopper that took one big hop over Ron Say's head. Nice. And I went down to first. I was celebrating, man. I got off the interstate, and I did not have to sit on this whole winter. Yeah. And, uh, And that's how the season ended up for me. That's kind of the, uh, the inverse story of when Ted Williams was hitting 401 and his manager said this you can sit on the last day, and Murph. he said, "This is a way bigger hit than that." <laughs> yeah. Come on, yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, uh, I'm glad it was over Ron Say's head. You too. and Teddy can sit down over a cocktail one back in the day and say, "Remember that time we had our big at bats in the last day of the season?" Yeah. yeah, it's always a great example of how hitters know exactly where they're at average-wise, and you know now. Yeah. All you have to do is look at the scoreboard. But yeah, right. I didn't even need the scoreboard to know where I was at on that one. That's so good. So good. Well, all right, Patrick Bailey, come on down if you can play. Talent is good. And like you said, I'm with you, Kype. Today is bigger. Six names, all of whom could be big names in the Giants' future. So yeah. starts at 2 o'clock today. So let's see. And also maybe maybe we get a little bit more information on what's going on with uh, you know, Major League Baseball and the players. Right. Well, uh, Manfred dropped the uh, 100% bomb yesterday on ESPN. He said 100% yeah, but, but, he, but, I, but you know what? He can't say that. He can't. Can he force the players to take the field? Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, there's, there's no. that mandate he can do, right? He can't force them. But they can opt out. They can opt out. Yeah. So, I mean, when he says 100%, you know, I'm thinking, really? Okay. <laughs> Did you talk to Tony Clark about this? There it is. See? <laughs> yeah. uh, See? Yeah. So, you know, we'll see what happens, but you know, I'd like it to be more than forty-eight games for a lot of reasons. One, I think the closer you get to seventy-five or eighty, the more legit things are when mm-hmm. it comes to mm-hmm. who's going to be the guy, the teams in the playoffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think we want baseball. We want things to be legit too. And uh, right. I think more than forty-eight would be a lot better. Good stuff. Kite, by the time we talk to you next Tuesday, who knows? There could be baseball and six new Giants. So have a great yeah, weekend, absolutely. my friend. Yeah. All right? I think our conversation Tuesday is going to be really good. I agree. I'm looking forward to it. 
Yeah. And, and by the way, I, I, out of the interest of decorum, I didn't ask you. A lot of listeners who are diehards who listen to Mike and you, mm-hmm. they wanted me to follow up on the big story yesterday about the uh, the – the, the Mustang Ranch coupons for the Reno oh, Silver God, Sox. But right. oh, I think man. I'm just going to be a gentleman and not ask yeah, about it. Yeah, we're going to sidestep right? that. Yeah. Why would he take my material? That's what I want to know. <laughs> he, Is he know? starting to get that dry? That's good on stuff. What he's using? <laughs> he's getting dry, drying up. Yeah. Seriously. Well, I threw him a Reno Aces line, and he I threw him a Reno Aces lifeline, and that's what he went with. Yeah. Right? He true. lives in Reno. He should I have know. a thousand mm-hmm. different stories. <laughs> But he's got a joke one from the Mustang Ranch. Are you kidding me? You know, Sounds like you got to call your partner for your daily chat and have a little what? needle. All right. You know what? You know what? I sh- how I should really spoil this? Go. Yeah. I, none of that's true. Mm. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't spoil that. That's a good story. See now everybody loses. Now mom and dad right. are fighting. Now. <laughs> Not, yeah. Right. Right. Uh, it's true. Uh, it's true. Uh, it's I was a big fan of joking forty. Let's put it that way. Of, of, of was that? Of, I was a big fan of Joking Forty. Joking Forty, what's that? That's a he owned the Mustang Ranch. Okay, gotcha. I know the name. Okay, <laughs> gotcha, there it gotcha. is. All right. Well, hey, it's all it, legal. It's great Silver when State. you see the owner of the Mustang Ranch in your clubhouse. That's that's when you know you're playing ball in the right town. <laughs> yes, right? indeed. Yeah. That's uh, when you're hanging young, out with the power hitters. Right for man? a young bachelor, of course. Yeah. Uh, yes, a young bachelor. Yeah, of course, from the farm. <laughs> from Sturtevant, Wisconsin. All right, Kipe. Awesome, uh, Tuesday. Kipe. Here's to Tuesday, all right? Let's do it. You got it. Dwayne Kuyper on KMBR 104.5 and 680. And I should tell you, you are listening to KMBR Morning Show on KMBR and KMBR FM San Francisco, the sports leader. The power hour continues on KMBR 104.5 and 680, the sports leader. Kipe with Murph and Mac has been sponsored by your Northern California Honda dealers at NorCalHondaDealers.com. The Murph and Mac Power Hour surges on. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Next on KNBR 104.5 and 680, the sports leader. Bay Alarm knows now more than ever it's essential to have the right protection for your business. So let Bay Alarm keep an eye on your business when you can't with a professionally monitored security system. Their expert monitoring agents are on duty 24-7, ready to send the authorities at a moment's notice. Visit BayAlarm.com slash KNBR and take care of business today so you are ready to hit the ground running tomorrow. Now, more than ever, Bay Alarm. ACO 28CCL8AO138.